0: from Tafinpiss Studios in Canada.
1: More than meets the iPod 1.
0: Autobots need it, John.
1: Megatron's a tiny gun. Those, Those were the days. days.
0: And the toy lights that I rang.
1: Chip Chase was a solid friend. Listen, we, we could use, use a voice like, like Peter Cullen, Cullen again. again. It's Matrix of Leadership.
0: Not this stupid old Spike shit.
1: Spike was an entitled prick. Those Those were were the the days. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers New Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is the
0: end of Season 1 of Transformers Prime. It is the Season 1 wrap-up, and the last time on Transformers Prime, the One Shall Rise trilogy concluded with Megatron and Optimus Prime joining forces to defeat Unicron. But when the dust settled, Optimus forgot the last 4 million years and believed that Megatron was his old mentor, Megatronus. And in this episode, we're going to do our Season 1 wrap-up. Yep, you've been with us before on these, I'm sure, if you listen to this show. If you, if you listen to this show, you probably don't listen to this episode. (laughs) Uh, So what we're going to do is our favorite and least favorite Autobot Decepticon episodes and humans, because there's humans in this series. Mm. Um, unlike those two stupid kids from Beast Wars. (laughs) So, um, Paul, who was your favorite Autobot?
1: Favorite Autobot. This was really, really hard for me because I like all these guys, but, and I wanted to say Ratchet so fucking bad. (laughs) Like I mentioned in one episode, how much I really missed the doctor character, Mm -hmm. but, uh, and I like Ratchet when they play him, like, straight, like, not in his goofier moments or when he's high in synthetic energon. But I had to go with RC. Like I've said it so many times in these things that I like the stealthy, skilled fighter, not the bulkheads or ultra-magnuses. Like, she's exactly what Mirage should have been in G1. Like, she's this total anti-hero at the start. But eventually she kind of comes around and she's just inseparable from Jack. Yeah. And she's just this kick-ass ninja, basically. <laughs>
0: Really, I so I I chose RC as well, and it was yeah, it was I. She kicks ass, but it's not just physically; it's her personality as well. Um, she she brings the most character to the table. Hmm. It's just her history with Cliff Jumper and Tailgate makes her current situation with Jack. It gives it that much more weight.
1: Yeah, it's, there's some actual depth to this character, whereas like Bulkhead is just like, oh, you're Miko, are you? Hey, I love Miko. It's like it's it's just like that. It's, it just takes to where that quickly, whereas RC and Jack have to kind of work on their relationship like both of them are reluctant to enter into this at first but by the end of the season it's you can't get them apart
0: yeah and and i also like that rc has stuff to learn like she had to learn a a few things from optimus you know that you know he had a couple great lines that you know um no i'm gonna screw them up if i try to say them but it's like wisdom cannot be granted it has to be earned and sometimes
1: it's not always Or sometimes it's painful. Yeah,
0: and and, uh, just sizes, you know, just the smallest among us can make the biggest difference. Yeah, that was a good one. She she learned some things. She has a strong will. And she doesn't take sass from anybody. I like Mm. her a lot. Mm. I also want to give a special commendation to Optimus Prime, mainly because it was just awesome to hear Peter Cullen again. Oh yeah, no no shade on Gary Chalk. He he made Optimus Primal his own. Uh, fuck the writers for the stupid Monkey Vision Quest they put him <laughs> yeah. on. But Gary Chalk, with the exception of that one episode where he voiced Optimus Prime, yeah, he, he made Primal his own. So so respect to Gary Chalk. But God, I loved hearing Peter Cullen again. It was nice to have him back. That said, who is your least favorite Autobot? Well,
1: if you You don't count Wheeljack. uh, Oh, yeah. And even then, it's just because they changed the premise of the character so much. And I must stress, this is my least favorite, because I really like these guys. It's still Bumblebee. I'm the same. I didn't like him in G1. Uh, I I just don't get the beep, beep, beep bit. And that's literally the only thing I don't like about him this time. Like, he's, he's not nearly as annoying as he was in G1. Like, he's an actual... He's not bulkhead, but he's he's a fighter. Like he's a brawler. Mm. But uh, yeah,
0: he's he's proved his physical prowess. But I feel that he has no character. They kind of gave him this R two D two voice, and it, this feels like an Alex Kurtzman <laughs> move that they were like, "Hey, kids like Bumblebee from the movie. Kids buy the Bumblebee toys. Let's just make him Bumblebee. We don't need to give him development. We don't need to advance his story because it doesn't really advance ever. It's just he's Bumblebee." Man, to. To be
1: fair, it is a kind of a kids show. So like, I even said that way, way back about Bumblebee. Is like I get why he's there. I really do. It doesn't mean I have to like him.
0: Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean it's a kids show, but just I mean we just talked about RC and the amount of loss and death she's dealt with. Yeah. So yeah, Bumblebee <laughs> comes off as just play school. It's kind of a something for everybody show. Yeah. So uh, over to the bad guys. Who's your favorite Decepticon? Oh, this was so much easier.
1: Megatron this was a fucking awesome Megatron like especially after Beast Wars and Beast Machines like this guy is legitimately evil he's huge he's powerful he's fucking terrifying every Autobot besides Prime is scared shitless of him and it's Frank Welker doing the voice like what is there not to like like uh uh yeah totally Megatron
0: I, I agree with you partly. He wasn't my choice. I did give him special commendation, though, because they, yeah, they did a great job of kind of combining G1 Megatron and Galvatron inside the shell of the Bayverse Megatron. Yeah, there's with, elements of to that, Walker's too. doing the voice again. So, respect to Megatron. Um, I chose Starscream. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know he's a whiny little shit, and I know he's a liar, and he's always trying to manipulate those around him, but I, I enjoyed seeing him take a stand for himself and decide he is his own person. Yeah. He kind of disappeared
1: there. I wonder if hopefully we
0: see him again. Oh, he's, he's gotta come back. They, <laughs> you don't write out Starscream. No. Starscream will come back in season two. And I mean, after Megatron, you know, was going to kill him. His only option was to die or leave. And I was just glad that they, they did something with him that wasn't him staying around and groveling ass. So yeah, I, I really like Starscream. He, he annoyed me, but I, I respected that he evolved as a character.
1: Well, and he's even kind of legitimately evil too. Like, it seems like some of these other Decepticons, well, uh, not counting Arachne. she is totally diabolical. She's sadistic. like n- Knockout and, and Breakdown don't really seem like they're that evil per se. They just, yeah. like, destruction i guess but. Uh,
0: yeah arachnid sadistic megatron is psychopathic and, but starscream is just manipulative mm. he's he's diabolical i like him yeah least favorite decepticon paul sound wave if he even
1: counts because like, he really doesn't do much until near the very end where he basically schools arachnid in that very brief fight like it's almost over before it starts yeah but other than that all he does is just kind of stand there and repeat exactly what the Autobots are listening to at that time like
0: yeah the lack of a voice kind of hurt him um i i didn't i didn't mind him i i'll be honest i liked that they gave him a new form And that it made sense. Him as a surveillance drone makes sense. Oh, I never even realized that's what he turned into. (laughs) I just thought it was some kind of plane. No, he's a a drone and a surveillance drone. So it it makes... I like that. He didn't have... I mean, obviously, without a voice, he doesn't really have character. You're right. He just you know plays audio that people need to hear but yeah he's just a computer that can walk around yeah, much. I I actually went with Breakdown um he and again I'm going to I'm going to um repeat what you said this is my least favorite there I I liked all the Decepticons but yeah. there's nothing wrong with Breakdown there's just nothing exciting about him Yeah he's just a generic goon He's yeah he's evil bulkhead without the human counterpart Yeah or or even
1: like Thundercracker or Skywarp in G1 he's just that the other a jet. Yeah, like th- they don't really do enough with their personality.
0: Yeah, and he never questions orders. Like the the episode where he and Bulkhead, you know, he Bulkhead saved him. It like this, you know, he he almost said, stood up for Bulkhead and the second Star Scream, said just kill him. You, oh, okay. Like he he <laughs> has no character. He's just a mindless drone, effectively. Yep, he'll just do it. It's fine. He serves a purpose, but he doesn't inspire. That's that's how I would. Say him. That's a good uh, way to put yeah. it, yeah. Uh, that's how I would say him. Um, I say him good. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> here's a, the next uh, category. What was your favorite episode?
1: Uh, there's a lot of good episodes in this one, oh, but yeah. I went with episode 19, Rock Bottom. The, okay. Just the, the one where they all get trapped in that abandoned energon mine. And uh, just the, the scene where Jack uncovers Megatron's face. Oh, and a good scene. Jack's just standing there looking at him, and Megatron's like, well... Are you going to do it or not? Like, mm-hmm. it's uh like he's still alive, but he's trapped. And, and Jack is
0: like, oh, no, I can't do it. And then and, just and the, the fact that he it came back in the one shall fall trilogy yeah. where Megatron was like, hey, I remember you, you little shit. Funny. <laughs> I think
1: the funniest part in that episode, though, was where Raph comes out with the fists up. Like, come on, put up them dudes. <laughs> but uh no, I like rock bottom. And even the, the bits with Miko and Bulkhead, just where. She wants to save them so badly, but he's like, Miko, you you have to just sit down and wait because you're going to suffocate if you suck up all the air in here, exerting yourself. Like,
0: and, and I think that was the episode where I started to to warm up to Miko as well, because she showed actual character and she mm. she, she believed in something and was willing to put herself at risk for her friend. I, I, I like that. I, however, chose Darkness Rising Part 4. Ah. It, it did a lot of things for me. It proved that... One. Uh, transformers prime could carry a story beyond a three uh three-part trilogy and much like you like the set piece in rock bottom with megatron and jack i love that hallway fight it it shook me on a level
1: oh yes 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 the one where he like flings uh Miko down the hall, or one of the kids where they go down the hall, is that it, the one? No, no it's the it one where
0: one. it's all shot from the kid's POV, the <gasps> oh, sound yes. drops out, that creepy yeah. drone. They almost die like five or six times. It just was just- All the smash and a bang, and it's like this, what the kids would be
1: hearing, because their ears would just be ringing, if not bleeding by this point. It, it, it drove the noise, the
0: seriousness of what these kids were into. Like, mm. you're trying to run, There's there's 30-foot robots punching each other in the face and killing each other, and none of them are really aware that you're running between their legs. It, yeah. was, it was pretty intense. It also, that episode had some great dialogue moments and it, it showed that the writers, they understood pacing. Like they didn't get caught up in the boring little details of how someone got here, how someone got yes. out. It was just, Remember you said it that, was resolved that. with a line of dialogue and whoosh, they were off. There you go. We don't have to explain how they got on this ship, but just there, let's move on. Yeah. It, it was the episode where I realized that Prime was the real shit. Like it was, I was like, oh, we're, we're watching Transformers again. Thank fucking Christ. <laughs> yeah. Uh, What was your least favorite episode, Paul?
1: Uh, I went with uh, the one just before Rock Bottom. I went with Metal Attraction. It's because every female character in the episode is jealous of every other female character on the show for absolutely no reason. And it reminded me of the third family Star Wars uh, Family Guy Star Wars thing where they were the one where the new Jedi and Peter points out there's one other female character in the movie and Lois is immediately like I don't like her it's like it just reminded <laughs> me of that like RC is jealous that Jack's mom is protective of him it's like that, that's his mother like she gave birth to him and then mom is jealous that Jack wants RC as a guardian like she's an Autobot mom she can defend this boy against anything and then Miko gets jealous when RC and Bulkhead literally get attracted to each other and it's like Oh, it was just... Uh, yeah, I, I agree. It was, it was just a whole lot of generalization.
0: It just it forced I a story. I, I agree with you. However, my choice was speed metal for a lot of the same reasons in just <laughs> that... Like, people that were angry for game, no reason. Oh, fucking Vaunt's the daunts. I We'll get back to him. And, and also... Nobody questioned where Jack was getting all these high-end racing vehicles. Yes! <laughs> How do you afford these things? <laughs> yeah, it was It was just an eh, episode that, uh, honestly, that episode should have been kiboshed five minutes into it by Optimus showing up and saying, stop this shit right now. Yeah,
1: it's like when uh, Monty Python, where uh, Graham Chapman would come in dressed as the colonel and shut down the sketch because it was too silly. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, and another thing, it was like, it just kind of tried to force Sierra, the, yeah. the cheerleader and Jack's romantic interest, we'll call her. It tried to force her down our throat, and then she just disappeared. When She hasn't come back since. So what the fuck's the point of her? Yeah,
1: you just saw her sitting in front of Jack in class one day, and that was it. You, she didn't even say anything. You just saw her from behind.
0: Maybe she'll come back in season two. Whether or not she does, I still didn't like speed metal.
1: Well, for an honorable mention for least favorite, I also kind of had Scrap Heap on there, too. Because it reminded me—that's one where they have all the bugs on the base. you mean Scrap Heap? Ah, oh, there you go. Uh, but, oh, nice— nice uh, you better memory than me. Uh yeah, but it reminded me of that episode in Breaking Bad Fly, like where it's all it is I is like Walter fly. and Jesse in, inside the meth lab trying to catch this fly for 45 minutes, and that's it. That's the whole episode. See, I,
0: I like Fly because so, it was a fun bottle episode that that happened in a series that was like very, you know, you, very, you know, episode A leads to episode B and fly was its own standalone thing that said prime has had a number of bottle episodes. So it's, you know, they're not all good. (laughs) All right. Now, uh, to the meat
1: bags, who was your favorite (laughs) human? Uh, favorite human. Uh, I was, this, this is my choice. I think from the start, Miko, I, I, I know she had to grow on you, but I took to her almost right away. I just, I, I just like this kid. She's loud. She's in your face. She plays the guitar. She's, I don't know. I just... She
0: can be a lot to take. Yeah. Like, there's that. The, but... I'll say this. She grew on me to the point where in one show fall in the trilogy, there's that moment where Megatron says to Jack, I remember you. And she runs, and you better fucking remember me motherfucker. Yes. And <laughs> if that had happened earlier in the season, I've been like, Oh Jesus Christ, Miko, shut up. But by the end, uh, it made sense. It was her character. It worked. It was, it was fun. Mm. yeah i like her um she also out of the three kids probably grew the most i'd say
1: yeah yeah because she kind of goes from this complete adhd poster child (laughs) to a little more focused maybe
0: uh she's still a shit artist
1: yes she she cannot draw maybe she's left-handed and just doesn't know it
0: hey uh my my favorite human was june i really Um. liked seeing a responsible adult uh, she is a much better parent than Sparky ever was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, she's a nurse, which I love and respect. Uh, hey, shout out to the nurses and teachers. You are invaluable. You are essential workers. And, yes. and that's coming from a guy who's, Paul's an essential worker. So there you go. So, yeah, every time she was an obstacle for Jack or RC or Optimus, whoever, she was actually in the right. Yeah, She was the common sense, logical approach. And I know you could perceive her as a crumb bum, but she was the responsible adult and it played off well against this insanity of kids and giant robots. <laughs> yeah. uh, so let's move on to your least favorite human. Least Again, this was kind of a hard call to
1: make because I kind of like these kids. I didn't even really consider June, but she was by no means my least favorite. She was a really good character, but I went with Raph because <laughs> uh, it's it, it's Chip Chase without the wheelchair is what it yeah. is, but they made him even younger. and, But I don't know. They just really didn't do a whole just everything he does is like uh oh, ratchet's right, like oh you'll never be able to do oh you did it he's like yeah just,
0: he when he hacks into something he's never presented with a hurdle or a problem with the exception yeah. of that one time that um mac had like a the bomb button, <laughs> the in their button yeah. on the helicopter the, the anti-hack button like yeah the, but like he hacks into the fbi or whatever or the pentagon in two seconds yeah, there, you know, he kind of hit me on the same level of breakdown. He, I didn't dislike him, but there was nothing inspiring about him. Yeah, it, which I think I didn't like Raf probably ties into why I wasn't a huge fan of Bumblebee. Is if Raff had have evolved as, more as a character, it, Bumblebee probably would have evolved beside him. You know, like Bulkhead grew while Miko grew, Arcee grew while Jack grew, Bumblebee and Raff, meh. Yeah, they didn't really grow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, my least favorite human. Dance, dance! Oh, fucking hell! I never even considered him. Fuck that stupid ginger. <laughs> fuck him. Fuck him. I hate him. He was pointless. He was. He existed just to be a pain in the ass. He didn't advance the story. He has never shown up again. He just fuck him. Fuck him. Uh, it was fuck that stupid and, and ginger. You can,
1: John can say that. He he is a ginger. But <laughs> it's it's kind of hard to hear in the actual episode. I didn't even hear, hear him say it when we were recording it, but. Uh listen to it again you sneak it in here yeah, i can say that i am a gender because like, i think i was talking at the time
0: all right i'm gonna throw a question at you that we had never we didn't discuss but uh here paul you are a straight cisgender male who is sexier rc arachnid or june
1: uh june has the nicest face i'll give her that there's something about long dark hair man i don't know, but. Uh, <laughs> It would be RC or June. I, I would have to go with June. I'd have to go with June.
0: I, I, I went with June as well. Uh, she's smart. She is attractive. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she owns her own home. That's yeah. definitely a benefit. Um, yeah. Arachnid would probably like kill you, but it would be the most amazing sex of your life before you die. It'd be a hell of a way to go. And RC, I can just picture her saying, you are not putting that in there. <laughs> So yeah, I went with June. I will. I will, however, give special commendation to uh, to Cyrus. He is great jawline, and behind closed doors, because he's such a like a bossy guy in, in the field. I bet behind closed doors, he's a total bottom, <laughs> but like a power bottom. He gives back.
1: Uh topping from the bottom isn't that what they call that
0: <laughs> so there you go uh dear listener there's our favorite and least favorite from season one of prime we'll do this again You're probably in a little more than you wanted to know <laughs> episodes uh, uh the next uh transformers prime episode we're going to do is the beginning of season two i don't even know the title of that episode because i haven't looked it up but we'll start season two soon we'll probably take a little bit of a break because we haven't had a break in a while we'll keep banging out some cybertron saturdays Mm -hmm. but um yeah we're, we're we're off for give us a couple weeks what well, Aside from that, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at John Sobey. Paul is at McPherson one
1: Yeah, make sure you rate and review us in your podcast app, whatever it is you're listening to us with, and uh, tell all your friends, tell everybody you know.
0: You can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, you know what? A threesome with June and Silas. <laughs> See you later. transformers nitpickers podcast show was recorded by two guys in their own homes